All right, John chapter 7. Open your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 7. <clears throat> We've been in seven. Two weeks now, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, last week we talked about the Gospel of John chapter 7, that this thought that John is laying down for us runs from chapter 7 to chapter 10, verse 21. And, and, I, and I, we didn't read all that last week, but we read uh, uh, chapter 7. But I, I, I hope that you took time to read chapter 7 through 21. And if you didn't read it all last week, read it this week. Keep diving into it. Because it gives us the, the overall thought that's going on here. And I'm, and I'm trying to dig into the nitty gritty of, of what John's laying out here, but I don't want us to miss the overall picture. And we're going to get there. Uh, we're going to talk about the overall, but read it. Read John chapter 7 through, through uh, 1021 and, and uh, just see what, what's being laid down there for us. Uh, last week we talked about Jesus and his brothers. And, and hopefully we came to the understanding that they are absolutely his brothers. Half-brothers, if you say, but his brothers. And, and we talked about the way that they were, that they were treating him. <clears throat> and we, we talked about the way that they were wanting to make sure that they fulfilled their religious duty of going to the Feast of Tabernacles. And, and we talked about the feast. And, and that it was a huge celebration, but his brothers wanted to make sure that they went there. We also talked about what the tabernacle, the Feast of Tabernacle was. It, it was a, a celebration of, of the Jews getting uh, pulled out of slavery, out of bondage. And they were celebrating. And every year, God told them to celebrate your, your removal of bondage, of slavery. But it was also a celebration of the Messiah to come. And, and here are the Jews so tied up in religion, they couldn't see. They couldn't see that they were celebrating being out of bondage and the Christ standing right there in front of them. The Christ right there. And his, and his brothers were part of that. They were saying, well, you should go and, and be seen. But we're going to make sure we go. Right? And Jesus said, it's not my time. It's not my time. And, and, and they really tore him down. They were really about their religion. Instead of the Christ, the Son of God. And I want to make sure that we read this to see that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Because you see, there's one thing I hope that you get out of this whole study of John. And we're probably going to spend a while on it. I thought maybe six months, but we're shooting for two years at this point. <laughs> I don't know. But in this, one thing out of all this teaching, I pray that you get. And that's John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing, you have life in His name. Because that is good. That is truth. And that's where I want us to be. For sure. Alright. John chapter 7. Uh, we're going to start uh, in verse 10. And, and just do a little reading today. Uh, John... Chapter 7, verse 10. But when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. 
Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said he is good. Others said no. On the contrary, he deceives the people. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now about in the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and talked. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine but His who sent me. If anyone wills to do His will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak of my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the One who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps it. Why, why do you seek to kill me? The people answered and said, You have a demon. Who is seeking to kill you? Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work, and you all marveled. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it was from Moses, but from the Father. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry with me? Because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for your love, your unfailing, unconditional love that's just poured out on us. Lord, I also thank you for your teaching. I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can so easily open your word and, and read it and gain knowledge and wisdom. Lord, I thank you for this Gospel of John. Lord, I pray that we never lose sight of the truth that John lays here. That Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Lord, I pray that our hearts are open this morning. That our ears are open, that we're, that we're just ready to be moved to a closer relationship with you by the teaching that you give. Lord, I pray for our youth as they're on their mission trip. And I just lift them up to you. I pray for protection. I pray that they are safe, but I pray that they get to share you with all those that, that have ears to hear. Lord, thank you for them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so if you're out of school, and for those that are still in school, you can, you, you can come along with me too. But for those that are out of school, I want you to think back to school. When you were in school. Were you given a label? Were you labeled by other kids? Because I, I don't think you can get out of being labeled. It's, it's an absolute school that you will have a label, and that label can be good. Or it can be not so good, or maybe it has no significance at all, but that usually doesn't happen. Usually that label is given to you for whatever reason. And how difficult is it to change that label? Almost impossible, right? Same in the world though, isn't it? We're labeled. We're labeled by people that we're around. We're, we're labeled by our community. 
by our church. Our church is maybe labeled. Fair statement, I think. And it's hard to change labels once they're put out there. I can tell you that, that I have some labels. Some that I hope that you never find out. <laughs> some that are good, maybe. I hope there's some good ones. But I also pray that I have one label. And that's a label by Jesus, that I am a child of God. But labels are difficult. But labels can be... Extremely difficult to change once they're given to you. See, see a, a person's judgment of you happens pretty fast. Uh, I will tell you that, uh, and maybe I've told this story before, and if I have, you can hear it again, it's okay. Um, the first time that I ever came into this church, my family, um, there was a lady that was up here, and, and um, she came back and introduced herself, and... Um, said hi, I'm Grandma Judy, and gave us a hug. I labeled Grandma Judy from that point on. And it will be extremely hard for her to change my great opinion of her. Because she was so open and welcome. If she would have just stayed up here and played piano, and my label might be a little different. But it wasn't. It was open and loving, and, and that's my label now for Beecher Island as a whole. I mean, truly, it, it set the tone. How important is that label when somebody walks in that door? See, it can be good or bad. You see, Jesus was no different, though. People labeled Jesus all the time. People were always giving him a label. Verse 12 says, There was much grumbling among the crowd concerning him. Some were saying he is a good man. And others were saying, No, on the contrary, he leads people astray. Yet no one was speaking openly for fear of the Jews. They labeled him, right? Good or bad, they were labeled him. And then there were people on both sides. Some believed that he was good. Some believed that he was not. But one thing is for sure, it was clear that the presence of the Lord was creating quite a stir among the people. I mean, there was quite a stir going on. More and more the miracles that were happening were, were, were compelling people to seek out who He was and what He stood for. See, there was a whispering of conversation that was taking place at this feast. There was a, a whispering, whether he was genuine or if he was a false teacher. But they were all afraid to speak out because of the Jews. So it was a, a whispering that goes on, but I don't think it's a whispering that happens today. There is a conversation that goes on across this world, whether Jesus is good or the contrary. It happens today. And it will continue until the day that he comes back. That conversation, that labeling will take place. But let me just say this. By no means does that mean that we should not be speaking to those who label him the contrary. Those who call him a fake. Those who say that he is not the Christ. 
we should also be talking to them. We should also be telling them the truth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. You see, uh, Jesus couldn't help himself but go teach. I, I love that all this commission is going on and he goes to the temple to teach. And, and as he was teaching, I just picture the Jews because they were there. The, the Jews were, were, were there listening and I just picture them being so tuned in that their jaw is now open and, and they're just staring and, and, and taking in. Sometimes I wish I had that effect, you know. <laughs> focus. I'm all up here. Jesus never had to do that. He never had to say focus or eyeballs. They were, these Jews were just tuned in. And they were so impressed with what they were hearing. They were so impressed by the teaching that was taking place that they were just saying, hey, how, how does this guy have this? How, how does this guy teach the way he teaches with no formal teaching? How does he know the scriptures? How does he know the letters? I mean, truly, I, how does he know what he knows? Now, truly, this should have been a sign for them. This should have been a sign for them that he is the Christ, the Son of God. But they couldn't see. They, they couldn't see that he was the Son of God. See, we go to Matthew 13. If you will, jump over to Matthew 13 with me. Verses 15 through, or, or 53 through 57. Because there's a same leveling that goes on here. The, the same attitudes. The same questions. Matthew 13. 53 through 57. It says this. When Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. He came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogues. Teaching again, right? So that they, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mirac miraculous powers? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not that his mother called Mary? And his brother James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where did this man get all these things? The next verse, and they took offense to him. Same thing, right? The Jews took offense to him because he was teaching what they couldn't understand. He was, he was teaching them stuff that, that Jesus should not have known. But yet he was. The same thing's happening here. Happens today, doesn't it? Because you see, there's religious people today who express amazement when they hear a, a, a teaching and they complain when they find believers with, with no formal teaching. But yet a teaching of the truth is coming out. Teaching of the Word and the truth. And there's religious leaders today that say, that can't happen. You've got to go through formal teaching. You've got to go through cemetery. Oh, I mean, 
Sorry, I said that wrong, didn't you? You see, Jesus had an amazing answer for those doubters. He had an amazing answer for those doubters back in John 7, verse 16. And I, and I love what he said to them, but you know what? We better listen to it too. We better listen to it too. So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine. My teaching is not mine, but His who sent me. If anyone is willing to do His will, he will know of the teaching. Whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself, he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him, he is true. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Jesus, once again, refuses to take credit for Himself. He takes no credit. He puts it all on the Father. He just, just simply tried to glorify the Father in what He was teaching, what He was, what he was doing. Jesus laid it out pretty straightforward for the Jews, though. He, he just put it out there. If they really wanted to know if His message was true or not, they could know. It, it would be easy for them to find out. And if anyone really wills to do God's will, then God will reveal to him whether the teaching of Christ is divine or whether it is of the Lord that the Lord was simply teaching something of Himself. So we can know the truth. There's a wonderful promise in this. There's a, there's a wonderful promise here that everyone who is seriously seeking Christ no truth. If a person is sincere and genuinely wants to know the truth, God will reveal it to him. God will reveal the truth to him. James 1.5 says this, But if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. If you don't know the truth of God's word, pray for But listen to me. Open your Bible. Open your Bible and seek God's Word. Open your Bible and, and read it and seek, and God will reveal to you the truths that you want to know in Him. Not in man, but in Him. You will know that it is a true teaching if you want to. God will show it to you. And I will tell you that I pray this every week as I bring God's Word to you. I pray it every week that I not be about myself, but about the one and only. But let me just tell you, there's only ever been one, one, who taught with no selfishness. And that was Jesus Himself. Only been one. I will fall short. I will bring my own selfishness in my teaching to you. But please, if you hear it, tell me. Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring my legalisms. I don't want to bring my religion to the teaching of God's Word to you. But I will say there's only been one who did it perfectly. Only one. See, I pray every week that I bring glory to God and not myself because Jesus said this in verse 18. He said, He who speaks for himself seeks his own glory. But he who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him, he is true. And there is no unrighteousness in him. 
Jesus sought the glory of the Father who sent him. His motives were absolutely pure. His message was absolutely true. And there was no unrighteousness in him. That is Jesus. That is the Christ, the Son of God. I want you to hear that. I want you to know that. But these things were written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing that, you will have life in His name. Amen. I hope that you'll give me some leeway this morning in, in what I'm about to say. See, I believe that the Jews were completely conceited. They were all about themselves. And when I say Jews here, I mean the Jews that John was referring to, which was, would have been the Jews of authority, the rulers. They were so full of themselves. They thought they knew all the facts. They thought they, they had it all together. They, they thought they had all the answers because they knew a lot. I mean, the law was given to them, right? They were chosen. They were God's chosen people. They were the seed of Abraham. I think they were pretty proud of them. They may have walked out with their chest a little bowed, a little puffed up. Because they thought they knew best. I pray I'm never there. I pray that I'm never there. You see, Jesus lays it down for the Jews in verse 19. And he, and he doesn't hold back at all. He, he just speaks complete truth to them. And sometimes we need to hear truth. Sometimes we need to be ears open to the truth of Jesus Christ. But he lays it down here. He said, did not Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? Why do you seek to kill me? I mean, this had to be a slap on the face to the Jews. I, It had to set them off at this point. I mean, think about that. It's kind of like if a Christian ever tells you that they don't sin, and you would call them a liar right there because that's what the Word tells you to do, is call them a liar. It would smack them in the face, wouldn't it? I mean, truly, if we say we don't sin, we're a liar. And that, tr that truth hits me once in a while. Here, the, the Jews hear this. Jesus says, you were given the law, but you don't keep it. And they thought they had it all figured out. They thought they were doing it all right. They were the, the rulers, the authorities. We keep the law. But Jesus says, uh, you don't. And he was speaking truth to them, and he, and he knew their hearts. He, he, he knew that they gloried in the fact, that they possessed the facts, the law. And they gloried in it. Even they had forgotten that there was no virtue in merely possessing the law. The law demanded obedience to its rules and its commands. I think that can happen today. We can become about all the facts, but not about the relationship. We can, we can become about looking the part. Well, you know, I do it all right. I, 
I come to church every time the doors are open. I pray before I eat. But we forget about the relationship. And that's what Jesus was seeking with them. He, he knew their heart. He, he knew their heart because he said, why are you trying to kill me? When I speak truth to you. See, all they did, although they gloried in the law, they didn't keep it. And at the time when Jesus told them this, they were already plotting to kill him. He, he, he knew their heart. The, the law was pretty blatant not to murder, and yet that is exactly what was on their heart. They absolutely did not like being told that they're not keeping the law. And Jesus added that. Why did he try to kill me? You see... I don't ever want to stick my chest out like these Jews. It becomes pretty easy to do. It becomes pretty easy to do because, and I'm going to poke on this some more because it really hit me this week. I think as Christians we can, we can absolutely get to the point where It's no longer about Jesus, but about being a Christian. But a Christian without Christ is no Christian at all. We can get to being about telling ourselves that, well, I do this for Jesus, and I don't do that. Maybe it's, maybe it's not even that complicated. Maybe we get to the point where, well, I'm better than my neighbor Christian. Is it really about that? Because now we're back to labeling, right? Maybe even labeling ourselves. I don't want to be about a label. I don't want to be about religion. And I know I've been hammered on this here lately, but. That's what Jesus is speaking out here about. He's saying, be about me. Not, not about the rules. But be about me. And if you're about me, you don't have to worry about the rules because you'll walk in me. And you'll walk in all the things that I say. So you want to check the box. I don't want to be about checking the box. I don't want to be about gloating itself. Because I'm better than the neighbor Christian. You see, the Jews thought they had it all figured out. They knew the facts, but their hearts were not at all for the Lord. I want my heart to be all about the Lord. You see, the Jews, or Jesus is telling the Jews that what he does is the Father's will. Church, we, we are called to do the same. We are called to be about the Father's will. And, and, and I think though we need to, to, to listen to that. I think in that we, we, we uh, in order to see the Father's will, we better seek His word. And if we give our life to Him, the word tells us 
will abide. He will abide in us, and we will abide in Him, and we will be able to see the Father's will. You see, Jesus lays it out in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your, <coughs> demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, evildoer. If that verse right there, that teaching that Jesus has given, doesn't make you perk up a little, doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, I, I don't know what to say. But I'll tell you what, I don't want to be about religion. I, I don't want to be about going through the motions. I don't want to be about looking and being labeled a Christian. Because I don't care what man thinks of me. I pray that I don't care about what man thinks of me. I think that's a fair statement. But I care all about what the Christ, the Son of God, knows of me. And when I confess Him, when I confess Him as the Christ, the Son of God, I know my label. There's no question. I know my label is child of God. And you can be the same way. You can know what your label is. You, you can know what Jesus knows of you. And not have to worry about what man thinks of you. I don't want to be about being a Christian. I want to be about Christ. See, I want to encourage you today. That you lay aside all the religious facts, all the legalisms, all the things that man tells you you need to do to be Christian. And I want you to know today that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And know that if you believe that, that right there, you're saved. You will have life in His name. You don't have to add to it. You don't have to put all these other boxes to check in order to be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. And walk in that. Walk in that. I'm going to invite the music team up and, and um, I just want to say that there is another label that you can have from Jesus. Not too many preach on this. I even kind of scare away from it sometimes. But there is another label. And that label is evil do. And that label is from Jesus. See, there's two labels. A child of God or evil do. But it's your choice. Jesus doesn't make that choice for you. He's already died on the cross for you. He's already hung there and was crucified, laid in a tomb, risen from the grave so that you can be free. Freed from bondage. Freed from the sin. Just as He pulled the Jews out of that bondage, He pulls you out of it when you confess it. And you can celebrate that He is the Christ, the Son of God. 
It's your choice. It's your choice. And today, I pray that you call Him Lord and Savior. And every one of us walk out of here today with many labels. As child of God, redeemed, saved, born again, heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. Don't you want that label? That's a label I We can stand in that, not any other label. So let me encourage you today. If you're making that choice for Jesus, I want you to come and pray with me as we stand and sing here in just a minute. Well, listen, it's your choice. Your choice. And it's your choice to choose whether Jesus is good or he's the contrary. Your choice. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this teaching in John. And, and Lord, I pray that we're never about the facts. We're never about religion. We're never about self. But we are all about you, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. And Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here this morning that's questioning who you are, Jesus, they hear that this morning. They hear that you are the Christ, the Son of God, and they choose to allow you to be their Lord and walk out of here saved today, a child of God. Lord, I thank you for that. Man, if we want to boast, that's what we can boast in. You. Lord, I pray that if anybody needs prayers this morning, that they come forward and they seek that, that prayer. We lift, lift them up to you, Father. Lord, I pray for us this week as we go out and be about our, our business, but in that, that we shine your light. Always, Lord. Thank you, thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying us. Thank you for your gospel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us.